it's Dr. Kieran here. Welcome to Bridging Medical Paradigms. In the vast and varied landscape of medicine, from the traditional to the modern, the complementary to the conventional, all paired with shifts in societal, technological and political trends, it is a tricky and tiring affair to keep on top of. My aim is to leave you feeling empowered in your engagement with healthcare, to mitigate unnecessary experiences and aim for more positive outcomes. Let's get started. For me personally, when I engage in exercise, the driving force behind it has been a mix of A, being from a medical background, as well as an interest in health, having an awareness of the benefits and risks of not doing it, from the everyday current experiences to what can happen as I age. B, the results, the way it makes me feel, mood, cognition-wise and energetically. C, to do something that is physically challenging and fun, that is not work or study related. Also, here's a little story for you. Growing up, hearing my six-foot grandfather with his long white beard, glasses and turban, saying rest is rust. Seeing him being physically and mentally active well into his 90s. I remember driving past him. This was a regular occurrence. He was pulling along his shopping trolley and I said to him, Babaji, let me give you a lift. And he waved his hand away at me saying that he wanted to walk. He loved his independence. He would also religiously massage his joints, knees and elbows with homemade oils to keep them mobile and strong. And medical practitioners would always be impressed on the outcomes of his self-maintenance. And whenever someone would ask how old he was, he would cheekily say, don't you mean to ask how young I am? Today, just by observation, let me know if you've noticed this. When I exercise in a class, at the gym or at the park, I'm surrounded by people that are exercising, as well as seeing new gyms and workout spaces crop up, an ever-increasing influx of health and fitness-centric media, newspaper, magazine articles, YouTube videos, etc., fitness apps and devices, clothing, and the gym feeling that much busier since before the pandemic in 2020. There also seems to be a variation in the demographic, i.e. not just the stereotypical male 20 to 30 somethings in the weights room. It seems that for the general public, the interrelationship of exercise and health is considered and becoming more of an important feature in life, especially for it to become so much of a commodity. The number of businesses in the gyms and fitness centres industry in the UK has grown 2.5% per year on average over the last five years. This is shown by Ibis World. But it seems that this isn't the whole picture. Many countries have these evidence-based physical activity guidelines that are updated, I guess, as and when deemed necessary, according to societal changes and new research findings. These guidelines are then meant to be conveyed to the public via policymakers, campaigns for example. In the UK we had that couch to 5k campaign, as well as by health and medical practitioners. In the UK, the most recent 2019 guidance by the UK Chief Medical Officers 
overall indicates the importance of aerobic exercise, balance and flexibility, a reduction in extended periods of inactivity, such as sitting, for adults between 19 to 65 and over 65s, with more emphasis being placed on regular strengthening activities in comparison to the former guidelines. There is also new guidance for pregnant women during and after childbirth, disabled adults, as well as guidance to encourage good physical development in babies, children and teenagers. Have you seen these guidelines? Well, for your reference, I will provide links to these guidelines in the form of infographics for each age group, disabled adults and women through pregnancy on my website, www.drkiran.com. You could then print out the one that applies to you and stick it somewhere to remind yourself. Maybe on your forehead. No, well, on the fridge. So you and your loved ones can take a look at it. And infographics are great because they visually represent an easy to understand overview of a topic with minimal text. So you can take it in at a glance. What are aerobic, strength, balance and flexibility exercises and why are they so important? I thought it'd be best to tackle these separately. So today we're going to take a look at aerobic exercise. To dispel any confusion, aerobic and cardio exercise are referring to more or less the same type of exercises and the overall process that's taking place in your body when you are engaging in the exercises. Let's first look at the process that is already occurring in our bodies. When we breathe, there is an interaction of the cardiovascular and respiratory system, the cardiorespiratory system. The respiratory system transports oxygen from the air we breathe through a system of tubes into our lungs, then diffuses it into our bloodstream. The cardiovascular system, which includes the heart, arteries, veins and capillaries, is then responsible for the flow of oxygenated blood at a cellular level to our muscles and organs for cellular respiration to happen. The oxygen in the blood plays a critical role in cellular respiration, allowing for a significantly larger amount of ATP production than without oxygen. Simply put, ATP or adenosine triphosphate is the energy carrying molecule often referred to as the immediate energy currency of cells that is essential for all living things to function. ATP is involved in a further cascade of vital metabolic processes such as the synthesis of proteins, providing energy for muscle contractions, active transport such as transporting the products of digestion like nutrients and glucose from your gut wall into your bloodstream. It's also involved in synaptic signalling, playing a vital role in your nervous system, including the functioning of your brain. The cardiovascular system is then responsible for the transportation of waste products, including carbon dioxide from cellular respiration in the bloodstream back to the lungs, where it is removed from the body through exhalation, so when we breathe out. Through blood circulation, the cardiovascular system is also responsible for a host of other critical processes, such as, are you ready? Transporting metabolic waste products from cells to the kidneys, which will then be excreted as urine. 
maintaining homeostasis by regulating your body temperature, transporting hormones from organs to target destinations, regulating normal pH levels in your body tissue by providing buffers to keep things from getting too acidic or alkaline, delivering antibodies and white blood cells to deal with infections, assisting in wound healing and preventing blood loss by initiating clot formation. Now, imagine when we engage in aerobic exercise, meaning exercise performed at a continuous steady state that uses oxygen. So I'm not talking about sprints or other short bursts of exercise. That's anaerobic. I'll talk more about that in the future. Okay, so back to engaging in aerobic exercise. This can range from the simple lower intensity day-to-day activities of choosing to take the stairs rather than the lift, walking rather than drive, etc., to engaging in moderate to higher or vigorous intensity activities of cycling, swimming, jumping rope and running, for example. The intensity being based on the speed, resistance and duration of the activity. So think walking up and down hill would offer a higher resistance and intensity than walking on a flat surface. Or altering the incline on the running machine and the resistance on the stationary cycle in the gym. The intensity is also subjective to the individual. What one person may find moderate may be vigorous for another person and vice versa. Moderate activity will raise your heart rate and make you breathe faster and feel warmer. One way to tell if you're working at a moderate intensity level is if you can still talk but not sing. Try it. Vigorous intensity activity makes you breathe hard and fast. If you're working at this level, you will not be able to say more than a few words without pausing for a breath. So what is happening to our bodies? Reviewing the function of the cardiorespiratory system that we just spoke about, we can now make the connection that, like a car requiring more petrol to drive faster and further, there will be an increase in demand for oxygen in our bodies, for cellular respiration and the production of ATP to up our energy currency and fuel all those metabolic processes. This in turn prompts the cardiorespiratory system to work harder, with the volume of air in the lungs, the maximum for adults being around 6 litres, and therefore capacity of oxygen increases, because we are breathing faster, leading to an increase in our heart rate, and in the circulation of oxygenated blood around our body to meet the needs of the activity. This means that your respiratory and cardiovascular system becomes stronger and more efficient, enabling you to train harder and longer as your fitness levels improve, which in turn builds endurance. With a stronger and more efficient respiratory and cardiovascular system, we can further see that the process of cellular respiration, the production of ATP, our energy currency, the fuel for all those metabolic processes, as well as all those critical processes that stem from efficient blood circulation, have a massive knock-on effect on our overall health and well-being. So, when we hear about all those benefits of aerobic exercise, such as regulating our blood pressure and our blood sugar levels, reducing the risk of type 2 diabetes, raising the good cholesterol and assisting in weight management, can you see how it all begins to make sense? 
Okay, so that's a wrap. I'll leave it there. Today, I mainly wanted to take you for a look at what's going inside our body and make the connection with aerobic exercise rather than looking at the benefits as abstract or isolated ideas. So you can actually visualize and feel what's going on in your body when you go on that brisk walk or run even. And when you're sat at your desk for a long period, get up and see see how more refreshed you feel after some movement. Even a five minute walk up and down some steps. I hope you found these insights into the new guidelines and the value of aerobic exercise helpful. Remember to head on over to my website, drkiran.com, to get hold of those guidelines. These are guidelines, so they can either be something to work towards, or you may be in the position where you're exceeding them. Just use it as a reference point and and a reminder. Make it your own and listen to your body step by step in a fun and measured way. Anyway, there'll be more on that over the next couple of weeks. Take care and see you again soon. (laughs) 